Hi, you guys. I am back as promised. And today I have a special guest, somebody who actually listens to Mental Health Matters. Her name is Keisha. And I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself. So go ahead, Keisha. Hi, everybody. I'm Keisha Rock. Uh, Yeah, I'm a listener of Mental Health Matters. I started listening to the podcast recently, and I knew I was like, I'm going to be on this podcast. (laughs) So I'm excited to be here. I'm also the host of the Ground Up podcast. Um, We're a podcast that share entrepreneurs and creative stories of how they built their business from the ground up. Uh, So I love podcasting. I've had a podcast for almost two years. I love listening to podcasts. Um, Everyone's just like, so amazed that when they get in the car with me, literally, I always have a podcast on. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to be on, on another podcast today. I'm excited to have you. I'm so excited. Um, so for the listeners out there, um, Keisha does the Ground Up podcast, which is about um, small business owners and majority of them are African-American, correct? Yep, correct. Okay, um, so she does that, and also she's a uh, a mom, and she also has a small business, and she also works as well. So I'm gonna let her share about um, how she juggles um, and balances her life while she does all of those projects. So go ahead, Keisha. Yeah, it's a lot. I wear a lot of different hats. Um, how do you say your first name, or what do you go by? Um, my first name is Vanellis. Vanellis, okay. But you so, could just call me Chew because most people just call me Chew. That's what I thought, but I was like, I don't know if I should just go ahead and call her a nickname or what. But um, yeah, like Chew was saying, I, I have a podcast. I also work full time in public health. I'm a mom. I'm a wife, and I'm a small business owner. My husband and I own a mobile detailing uh, car service here in Richmond, Virginia. It's a lot of hats, and I, more than anything, understand the importance of mental health because of my own uh, mental health journey. So just, like, balance is... It's one of those things you're always working towards. And I don't know if you ever quite ever get it right, but it's really the pursuit of it that is is what helps save us from... um, I guess, just from having complete disorder and chaos, you know, like I'm always working towards figuring out what my priorities are this week, this day, this moment. Um, And I have to be intentional about that because if I don't, I feel like I start to struggle with my mental health and, and, and just trying to manage all of the things, you know? Right. So when you say that you struggle um, with mental health, um, do you mind sharing exactly what you struggle with? Yeah, so I've I've had anxiety for years. I think about my childhood now, and I and I realize I've always had anxiety. I just didn't know, you know, I've been diagnosed with anxiety, but that didn't happen until I was in my twenties. But I, I just think back to my whole life, uh, and I see how anxiety. I was dealing with it, but I didn't know what the word what it what it was called you know what I mean um so yeah getting diagnosed with it and um in my early 20s and then also I just had a baby in 2020 during a pandemic um June 2020 I had my son became a mom and I did struggle after that with postpartum depression I will say this though it was the midst of a of a of a world-changing pandemic you know nothing was the same and then I have this child and at at the time it was also you know Black Lives Matter was at its full head I have a you know a black son it was a lot of outside things on top of the hormonal chemical imbalance that happens you know what I mean so it was a compound of things that I feel like led to the postpartum depression. I really didn't just, I'm really just coming out of it uh, a little while after he's 19 months now. And I would say it took about a year and a half. So um, I'm still just, you know, learning how to care for myself the best way I can with all the hats that I wear and just manage my anxiety. Um, And it's a day-to-day thing. One of the quotes that, I love is um, it says you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. 
And that's what I feel about life. I just feel like life is a continuous, like, ocean and waves crashing. And we we do all we can to make our lives peaceful, you know. But there's so many outside forces at play that we really have to just learn to ride the wave. It literally just ebbs and flows. And when I'm at my worst, or not even at my worst, when I'm just feeling off, I, I have to continuously re- to remind myself ride the wave, go through this feeling because it always, the peace always comes again, you know? Right. And I love how you just made a metaphor uh, about life in in the ocean. Like, I just love that because I'm big on metaphors. Yeah, that's what it feels like. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like sometimes like um, just a crash, like a wave crashing, but then sometimes it feels really still, you know? So it's just... We have to remember that we have both are, are part of our lives. Like we, we, and so because when you're in it, when you're in a funk, or I call it, I used to call it the case of the sads, where you just kind of just feel sad. It doesn't feel like that's going to end, you know. And that that can be, uh, um, that can be daunting because it doesn't feel like you're going to come on the other side. But you have to remind yourself. That be intentional about reminding yourself. Hey, I've been here before. Or if I, or hey, you know, I've been happy before. Or I've been peaceful before. I've been calm before. And it's going to come back around. Right. Wow. Wow. That is just beautiful. I'm kind of speechless of how you just described that. You know, that is just wonderful content right there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, what I love about your podcast is when I started listening, I wish I knew what led me to your podcast, but that's just how life works. You know, you just end up where you need to be. Um, and I loved how real you are when you talk about mental health. And you talked about you've been vulnerable about your struggles. And um, you, we need more spaces like this. We need more spaces where people keep it real about the struggle and about life and about, you know, trying to take the best care of ourselves that we can. Because, you know, and this, this, where the way the world is now, everything's about showing our highlights. <laughs> so you get on social media. And for me, I have to, I feel like I'm on there a lot because that's where I promote my podcast and that's where I do a lot of networking and, you know, that's where we get clients for our our business. So you get on there and you just bombard it with everybody's highlights. And I think it's a beautiful thing because I think it's nice to see people excelling and thriving, doing well. But I also think it's a facade to just see, you know, all, all this, you know, all these great things, but you know, people aren't as, as transparent to what it took to get there and what it may feel like once you're there. You know, sometimes people are just freaking exhausted, uh, but they're just showing that the business just opened. We just had a beautiful launch party. And it's not that people have to, like, tell the whole story. We don't have to do that. You know, you do what's best for you. But I think it's important that we all realize what we're taking in when we get on social media is not the full picture. Right. Because there is a bigger picture among us. And a lot of people, um, especially young people and these kids today, are fooled by the media, uh, social media, uh, to be exact. The, like TikTok and uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, you know, I love TikTok and I love these apps. But a lot of times we don't take an account and, you know, I've talked about the Kevin Gates. I've talked about other celebrities that's talked about uh, social media and self-esteem. And, you know, just like you said, showing people's highlights and feeling like, oh, well, I'm not there yet. And, you know, when will I get there? And, you know, kind of the evil eye and, and stuff like that. Um, but it's important to note that just like you said, it's not showing the, the bigger picture here. Um, it's not telling the full story because I could I only post a clip of these podcasts on social media so unless you go in and you really listen to the whole episode or um if you know me personally and understand exactly where I'm coming from or having a one-to-one conversation like I am with you then you don't see the bigger picture because you're only getting one perspective 
Exactly. So, yeah, and I think so many of us too, like, um, we think there's this timeline. I want to make sure we talk about this because I think we think there's this timeline of when we're supposed to reach these these successful benchmarkers, like graduate or like go to school, graduate college, and then you, you know, find your career, and then you get married, and then you have a kid, and then you, you know, you buy a house, and like, it, <laughs> I mean... That, that's all beautiful and all all those things are beautiful but I have really grown to learn and appreciate that everybody's journey is different and we have to stop thinking that life is supposed to look one way because when we get trapped in that it takes us away from our true purpose and our true journey and that's that's really the beauty of life though is that we all have different paths and if we're all trying to simulate and we're all trying to do everything by the book or by what the, the culture tells us is supposed to be done and that goes also when it comes to what we look like to how we present ourselves to the world you know if we're all trying to you know fit into this box of what america or you know like what is supposed to be beautiful it takes away from us truly being all of ourselves so i think it's just a journey it's a self journey you know individuality yeah like what you want having a vision for your life and also recognizing that it is our differences that really make us special and unique i always felt like a weird girl like i'm not um i didn't feel like i fit into the box of what a black girl um it's supposed to talk like, it's supposed to look like, it's supposed to act like. And I am just, I, I hate that it took me until I turned 30, but I am so just relieved in a way that I no longer, uh, I no longer force myself to feel like I need to be anything other than myself. Right. You know? Authentically, unapologetically, yes. unapologetically yourself. Exactly. Unapologetically, authentically yourself. You said it. That's right. Right. Um, so you told me you had some questions. So I'm ready for you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so fun, like, uh, listening to a podcast and then you got to, you actually get to talk to the host. So I just, I, I do know a little bit cause you, like I said, you are pretty open, but let's talk a little bit more about, um, how, cause I know for me, I feel like my po- my podcast in a way, I don't want to say save my life. That's very dramatic, but it definitely changed my life so much. Like having my own project, my own space, my own platform, my own contribution to the world. And I feel like you feel similarly. So I just want to like hear from another podcast. host. how has having your podcast like changed your life? So it's really changed my life because like you said um, earlier in in, in this episode, it's very important to have a safe space to talk about mental health, um, especially in the black community. And I've had people come to me, send me messages, you know, not come to me in person, but send me messages um, like you have. That's how we found each other. Um, you know, send me messages about how um, they're inspired and they're grateful for me being open and honest and just uh you know, authentic about my mental health journey. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an eye opener, especially once you gain more and more listeners and you start seeing the numbers, you know, go up, you start looking like dag. So people really are listening, you know, asking questions and wanting to know things. So it's changed my life in a positive way. And, and like you said, um, I, I wouldn't say ch- uh, save my life, but definitely, definitely impacted it in a good way because it's like my therapy yeah yeah I love that and and you you've mentioned that you struggle or you've had you know mental health uh battles in the past yes you want to talk to me about that um (laughs) (laughs) sure um so I feel as though I've always struggled with something um, since childhood. Um, I did actually see a therapist. I, I, I believe it was like fifth, sixth grade. Um, okay. because that, of a, that's pretty young. I feel like that's pretty young to realize, especially in, like you said, in the black community. Well, that's pretty young to, to, to realize, 
you know, the therapy is an option. Well, it wasn't because I wanted to and it wasn't because my mom wanted to. It was because I stayed in trouble in school a lot. Um, when I say a lot, I mean a lot. Um, yeah. Very frequently. Um, and so there was an incident that happened with a girl and we had gotten to a physical altercation and I hit her um, over the back with a chair and um, the school was going to press charges on me. And since this girl had been picking on me since, pretty much since elementary school, she had been picking on me. Wow. Um, they said in order to, you know, like make, basically for the school to press charges against her, my mom had to take me um, to therapy. So she took me and I, I think I went like once or twice and that was that. I can't really remember uh, what that situation was about or what that came to the conclusion of. Um, but from what my mother says, she says that the woman um, reported, you know, like I suffered from abandonment issues due to my father, but that was all that my mother told me. Um, but just recently, um, I found out that um, apparently it was said in one of the charts that um, I was looked at for being ADHD and ODD. Huh. And so the ODD, um, I, I don't have any physical paperwork on this, but this is what the psychiatrist is telling me. My new psychiatrist, who was African-American, um, she told me <clears throat> that that was what was said when I was younger. And so the ODD does come in effect, even though most girls are not clinically diagnosed with ODD. And like I said, I don't have any paperwork on that. This is hearsay. Um, but I stayed in trouble a lot in school um, from kindergarten until senior year. I stayed in trouble. Um a lot. How old are you now? Um, I'm 29. Okay, so we're like the same age. I'm 32. Um, so like, so now, so I mean, you're so mature. I feel like just listen to your episodes. Like you're so mature and like thinking about your childhood, and you see, you're saying you stayed in trouble a lot. Um, do you feel like, like, were you angry about something? Or were people, do you feel like people, like you said, that girl was messing with you since elementary school. Do you feel like you were in an environment where, like, you, it wasn't, like, a safe place? For number one, um, <laughs> I struggled for number one because of my name, my first name. People used to call me Vanilla Ice Cream. That was one thing. Um, for Aww. number two, I'm very intelligent. Um, I knew how to talk and read and all that stuff at a very young age. Walk, talk, read, uh, alphabets, all that stuff before school started. So when I went to school, it was pretty much playtime for me. Um, so okay. I would get into a lot of things. Um, my attention span, and I'm noticing that as I get older, my attention span is not um, very long. Like you have to really grab my attention at the start of things for me to really focus on it. And I'm learning more and more. Um, that's why a lot of my, my, my house and my life was in a lot of chaos because I would start one thing. And instead of finishing that one thing, I would start something else. And then, you yeah. know, you have all these things all over the place at one time. And so I'm noticing more things about myself as I get older. Yeah. And I think, uh, oh, I'm childish so though, people. girl. I'm very childish. You said I'm mature on this podcast. <laughs> I'm mature, but I'm childish as hell in person. I'm childish. Oh, look, ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with that, though. I think it, it's okay. I mean, we should all have fun, you know? So, I, but I, but I think, um, to what you were saying about, oh, I forget what you were saying. Oh, about, um, your attention span and everything. I think a lot of people struggle with that and wonder what's wrong with them. Like, run to themselves. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, you know, why can't I finish this or why can't I focus? But I also think that maybe sometimes um, we're taught that, like, I know we have to focus, right? We got to get shit done. Like, we, we, I can curse on this podcast, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get shit done. You know, but I do think sometimes we, we're taught to be worker beings. We're taught that, you know, we're not successful unless we accomplish all this, like, all these things. And, like, 
maybe we don't need to focus as much as we think we need to focus. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, because sometimes if you get too into stuff, you get obsessed. So, yeah, yeah I definitely understand that. And like you said, there it, it's definitely room to have projects to definitely keep your mind working, but to not overextend yourself. Yeah, and, and it goes to show, I mean, you can't focus because you've been consistent with your podcast. And I see so many people start a podcast and don't carry on because it takes a lot. I mean, it is fun and we love it, but it's, it's not without, you know, some work. Right. Right. You're definitely right about that because if you go, like I had a first podcast called Chewosity and I'm so glad I took that down because that was a hot mess. Um, But if you go, but if you go to that podcast and you go to this one and you start listening from the bottom up, I've gotten better with each, each episode. Um, each episode yeah. has gotten better and better um, with the way that I produce it um, and, and stuff like that. Like I need right now I'm using two phones. I need um, like you have the mic. Um, I need that. And I need a few more other uh, items like I have a ring light and stuff like that. But I need a few more items um, to yeah. actually set up and, you know, have it all together um, well, I think that's that's so normal. And I love listening to podcasts from the very beginning because you always hear how people start to get better. Like um, you can hear like the audio gets better and then people start to learn their format and their, you know, how they open the show. And so I think that's kind of a real podcaster fan. Like people who really like podcasts like like I do. We like to see that. I like to see the rawness and see people get better as they go. Right. Right. So anything else you want to ask? Uh, well, I just want to also tell you that one of the things we're working on is creating a podcast community and a podcast service. So the community is going to be like a Facebook group for podcasters to join, to collaborate, to get advice, to share resources, just a space that we can go to and like have like a relatable you know people to, to learn from and to grow with. So I'm definitely going to invite you to that on Facebook. But the next thing is the podcast podcast service uh, which is mostly it's me but it's mostly my husband because he does like the producing of the show and he gets the equipment and all that stuff um i don't not you don't i will not say that you necessarily need the service because you already i mean you have your podcast up and going but like we could definitely work with you to figure out what equipment you you know need and just any like questions like like that to make sure you feel like you um have what you need so definitely we'll, we'll keep in contact um and and reach out if you have any questions when it comes to that type of stuff okay that sounds good yeah. Um, something you mentioned earlier that I thought was interesting is like you made a point to say that your current psychiatrist is is black, African-American. And I think that oh, how difficult is it to find? I'm, I'm actually looking for um, a therapist right now. Um, and I want it to be, you know, a black person. And you know, what was your journey like finding the right therapist? Because, I mean, I've been in therapy before. I think I've gone to maybe two or three different ones. And one was black. But I just, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I am a uh, advocate and promoter of therapy. But I personally have not found the right person for me and had the experience that I'm hoping for. So I'm not giving up. But I just want, you know, if any advice or what your journey been like when it comes to that. So... Um, when I first started, uh, therapy, uh, last year, I did not want to go to the place they referred me to because I work with them on a professional level. So I got referred to another place where I actually see my psychiatrist at. Um, I did, I saw that lady once, didn't like her and then never went back to therapy. Um, Mm -hmm. so one of my friends, um, Actually, she was a guest on the show, Jaina. She sent me um, a link to... I, I'll actually send it to you. I have to find I think it's uh, blackgirltherapy.com, and it actually comes up. And you can actually look in your area for black therapists. Um, so I wow. kept on... Yes. So I kept on trying that number, like these people, and I never got a call back. So then I finally got on again and get, kept on going again and again, kept on looking because I had a lot going on. Um, and then I came across this um, place called Fig Tree. 
therapy in Richmond, actually. Um, and so I actually have started therapy there. I've been there for about a month or so. Um, I really like my Isn't therapist. Online? Yes, I do her through telehealth. So I actually do it through telehealth. Um, so I actually really like her. She's young like I am. She's probably younger than I am. Um, really? Yeah. Um, she's really nice. Um, she's no judgment. Um, flexible. I have her phone number. Um, very professional. I don't know what kind of insurance you have, but they take most insurances. And like I said, it was very quick because most places had wait lists. That's why I couldn't find a therapist for almost a year. Um, mm. A lot of places. Yeah, I would definitely want to do telehealth, like you said. Because, um, I, I mean, it just would just be easier, you know, just do it virtually. Um, but, yeah, definitely send me any resources. Um, I have a wellness coach that I work with who... I, that's covered through my job. So I work for Virginia Department of Health. So I work for the health department, the state health department. And I work in public health for vaccines, for immunizations for children. Um, so that's a whole world of its own. But through my benefits, I get it. I have a wellness coach. Um, so something I definitely want to mention to your listeners is figure out what your resources you have around you because like through depending on you know the type of job you have but a lot of times your health insurance will cover the first few uh, visits for therapy and you may even have something like a wellness coach that's included in your health insurance so I've been I've been proud of myself for for using my resources you know what I mean right and also not only that a lot of jobs also have the free therapy as well the what is it the workers helpers program or something like that yeah i know through mine it's called eap eap i don't don't ask me what it stands for um (laughs) but i I do using my eap at my first four sessions when i do therapy is covered um and then after that i'll just do health insurance but i think um just finding out what, you know, what your insurance or what your workplace can provide is, is helpful. Uh, one of the things that I realized through working with my wellness coach, and I work with her more on like my weight and like just healthy choices and stuff like that. But I realized through working for, with her that I needed more, that I needed like a therapist. I needed some type of like um, someone to really get deeper with you know, my behavior and just, you know, the way I'm thinking and, you know, stuff like that. And I think it's just, it's okay. Like, it's okay to, to need help. It's okay to to just be like, I'm okay, but I still, I know I can be better. Right, of course. It's definitely okay to not be okay. I, that's something that I've had to learn um, during this spiritual mental health um, journey. I've really had to learn that and you work in healthcare, okay. right? I actually do QMHPC. That is um, Qualified Mental Health Professional with Children. Um, yes, I do mental health um, therapeutic, therapeutic day treatment um, mm-hmm. with kids. And I also do intensive in-home. I also can do parenting classes. And... Um, I can also do mentorship. Do you enjoy it? Um, yes, I really do enjoy it. Um, it's been some it's been a journey with that as well. I've been doing that since 2015. Um, wow. so yeah, I've been in the mix since t- the mental health field since 2015. So I've been in the mix of things for a while. Um, yes, it's something that I really enjoy, but it's something that's also very um, exhausting. Um, if you have an employer who doesn't care about your own mental health or only cares about the hours, the numbers, the money, um, uh-huh. it can be very frustrating. It can be, um, especially when med- Medicaid as well can be um, very bougie when it comes to giving hours on kids and how many hours you can build and it's a lot with the mental health field nowadays with certain companies but do you feel like you can really make it like do you feel like you see progress with with your clients i have some success stories i i actually um 
actually have one of my previous clients that's supposed to come on um, as a guest on my podcast. I don't know what, what happened to that episode, but that's actually supposed to happen. Um, this person is now a grown-up. So this is how long I've been doing this. <laughs> These people are now grown-ups, you know what I mean? Um, I have, oh, I I have listened to that episode. I have a few that have went into the armed forces. Um, I have a few that have gone on in life being exactly who they are um uh, i mean it depends on the kid it depends on how receptive they are to you um it depends on how what kind of trauma bond you form um because there are negative trauma bonds and there are positive trauma bonds yeah so it really depends on what kind of bond you make with that child and sometimes um the bond that you make, even if it is a positive one, it really depends on that person and what they want to do. It really depends on that person. And it really depends on what mental capacity they have. That's really what it it boils down to. What mental capacity do they have? What capacity do they have to retain the skill sets that you have taught them? Yeah. Oh, man, I feel like that sounds like a a career that can really, like you said, be exhausting and be um, really pulling your heartstrings. Like, I can imagine, like, sometimes you may get attached to, you know, certain clients. Yeah, it it happens. Um, Some, uh, yeah, it happens. Um, You get attached to them. But then... Um, I had to learn you can't get so emotionally involved and invested anymore because it drains you. Um, Some people you can't help. Some situations you can't help. There's been families where the child has shown progression, but the parent has not or the guardian has not. So that child still seeps through the cracks or Medicaid says they can't have the service anymore, but they still really need it. Um, you know, or the child makes one wrong mistake at school and then now they're in juvie or somebody, you know, they're at the wrong place at the wrong time and then now they're killed. You know, it's been a lot of situations that have happened um, and a lot that I've had to keep to myself. Um, I do share with certain people about certain things. Of course, confidentiality, of course, Uh but... Um, there are situations that have happened in my career uh, where I've had to stop active suicide um, and things of that nature uh, that, you know, I don't talk about (laughs) a lot, you know, and a lot of people don't talk about the mental health of people that work in mental health and how they have to deal with these things and of course it's a choice it's a job because we love to help people and we are fascinated by how the human behavior works and how the human uh-huh. mind works to to and how the human mind and the behavior coincide of course it is our choice to do that but at the same time if we don't do it who is going to do it you exactly. know if we don't do it, who's going to do it so at the end of the day it's like you know it's it's a lot like I mean it's a lot that's happened I've had kids run away I've had parents get the fight and the kid and the child get the fight and policemen call DSS come up there I've had all these crazy situations like kids get locked up huh what let me ask you this what inspires you because you went to school for for this right you went to school for psychology i actually i wanted to be a lawyer so my um first degree is actually in criminal justice um but i did take a lot of psychology courses um did i take psychology courses yes i believe i took psychology courses when i was i went to vf and i also took a lot of psychology courses when i went to Everett university i took a lot like i was in human psychology, psych this, psych that, human behavior, 
sex education. Been, was it something that just like piqued your interest? Like, was it something that well, has always been interesting to you? Well, what really happened and how I got into the mental health field is that I was actually working at J. Crew, and I actually uh, just like was tired of working three to 11 or four to 12 or whatever. Like I was sick of doing it. So one day this job comes past my thing about a QMHP. See, and I was like, it said something about, you know, at risk youth. And I was like, that sounds cool. Cause I was one. So, you know, who would be better to do it? So I basically just applied for the job, had an interview, had it, and basically was basically thrown out there to this little boy that had autism. And I love him to this day still. He still asks about me, but I have not seen him in years. Um, uh, Like, oh my goodness. Like, I was just like, it just happened. And I loved it ever since. Yeah. That's wonderful. I love that. I love that. It kind of sounds like you kind of just fell fell into it, but not really, though, because you were also prepared. Like, you know, so I feel like it, you were meant to go into it. Um, do you see this as something you want to do long term or are you just kind of figuring it out as you go? I feel as though <laughs> I really don't know. I, I really don't know. I kind of want to go into business for myself and I kind of have to keep my own mental health um in my own progression when it comes to learning how to emotionally detach and learning how to um say no to not doing things that I'm not supposed to do like certain I would say certain things at a job that people would ask you to do um, that you would normally do, like having excessive workload or having to uh, check behind a supervisor or having to do this or having to do that, and you really don't get paid for that, like, I'm no longer doing stuff like that. Like, I want to do something that makes me happy. Like, I kind of want to have a simple job, and like like I said, I have my my own mental health issues going on and things of that nature um where where it does affect my work so i kind of need something um part-time um not a lot of stress not a lot of not a lot of caseloads not i like i kind of need that yeah that's understandable i mean you know, that's what this podcast is all about. Mental health matters and it matters for the people who are working in the mental health field. So I think it's be- I think it's beautiful that you can look at it objectively and see, OK, I know what I'm doing makes a difference. But at- looking at my own personal like light, you know that this may not be something you can do full time forever, you know. Right, of course. Like, maybe it's something that I can jump back into. Like, I do want to start my own business with the sage and the crystals um, and the tarot readings and more spiritual things. And I also used to want to start a after-school program for um, underprivileged kids. So, I don't know if I still want to do that or not. Yeah. But, oh, those are both really great, uh, you know, great ideas. Right. And obviously, I'm a supporter of everyone. If they have entrepreneur dreams, you know, follow them, get started. That's what the podcast is really about. It's like we help people who have entrepreneur dreams get started, and we help small business owners keep going um, by storytelling, by telling people's story who have done it. So if you haven't already, check out the Ground Up Podcast. <laughs> I have started listening. I listened to a little bit, but then I got distracted. So I have to go back and listen to again. Um, But I'm very impressed by the production of it. I'm like, oh, I'm jealous. I wish I knew how to do that on mine. Oh, my gosh. I wish I knew how to do that on mine. I'm like, I'm going to ask her how to do that. Because I feel as though um, with the podcasting or um, starting your own business or doing nails or doing hair or doing art. And I, I feel as though it's okay to ask people how to do something without them feeling as though like you're trying to copy them. I feel as though that it's okay to share that information because a lot of people get offended. Like, oh, well, you can learn how to do that yourself. Like, I really don't know how to do it and I'm really not tech savvy. So, uh-huh. you know, asking people oh, yeah. how to do it 
and learning. I agree with you 100%. Never be afraid to ask people. And, you know, most people, most people are happy to help other people because, like we were saying earlier, you are you, I am me. We're never going to be each other. So why would I want to block you from from blossoming and being, you know, as great as you want to be and as great as your podcast can be? Um, so, yeah, like I was saying, we have that podcast service and we'll definitely link up like we'll definitely choose another time and we'll do another zoom and i can have aaron my husband you know help walk you through all the things that you want to do um because at least you at least you started like you 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 you're saying you're not tech savvy and whatnot but there's so many people i'm telling you girl that reach out to us that want to start a podcast and we're always so excited to help people uh but i don't know they may get overwhelmed life you know all those things and people don't get started so you got started so now it's all about just leveling up leveling up your podcast right and so you had questions for me so give me some advice on quote-unquote how to level up my podcast girl (laughs) well one of the things when i had dm'd you i noticed is uh and i actually started out doing this too in my in, in your podcast description for each episode we always put something about the guests because that's, you know, that's what the episode's about. But that's a really important place. Those show notes, um, we need to be making sure you're putting all your platforms to reach you because you are the show. You know, so like I told you in every episode, and, and it, it'll become so easy. You'll just copy and paste it because it's not going to, it shouldn't change. You know, I know you have some issues with your TikTok, but, <laughs> but it right. typically will not change. So plugging yourself and then i noticed you you started putting the links to episodes and your socials on the plat on your stories like on instagram that's that's powerful for so long we weren't able you had to have at least 10k followers on instagram to use that link um in your stories option now we have that so people can look at our at our socials and just click a button and go right to our podcast that's powerful so definitely keep doing that and be, you know, you're so open on the podcast and I'm not saying you need to be just as open on your socials, but tell people why they need to listen to the podcast. You know, mental mental health matters. And I, you know, I'm sharing my journey. I'm talking to people and they're sharing their journey and it can help you in your journey. You know, so just telling people why, why they need to go listen. And that took me a while to realize too. You know, I was like, oh, I'm sharing entrepreneur stories. But now I'm realizing oh, I'm sharing entrepreneur stories and you need to go listen because you you want to start a business or you're a business owner and you want to have inspiration and motivation to keep going because it's not always easy. This is why you need to listen to my podcast. So just telling people, first of all, like I said, plug in yourself. Plug yourself everywhere. Never be shameless about it. Plug yourself as much as you want on your social platforms. Ask people to share. Like, you have to be shameless about it to promote yourself because ain't nobody going to do it more than we are, you know? And then, two, telling people why they need to listen. Um, Sometimes people need to be told, you know, look, I'm the shit and I got a, I got a good podcast. You need to go listen. Like, it's okay to, to tell people, you know, why. But I think you're doing a great job. I think you're off to a great start. And I think you're just going to keep getting better. And then as far as, like, the technical stuff, no, that's, that's the fun part. Like, you have the show. Now you can just do little pre-recorded outros, pre-recorded intros, stuff that you can throw in. Um, and then just tweak it as you go you know you let let it be let it be your creative out your creative outsource right i love that thank you so much for the in- inspiration on how to level up and just the inspiration okay. period i really love that and i really enjoy you um coming on and i am so thankful that you listen and that you enjoy the episodes because sometimes they're all over the place um, because sometimes I actually write out what I'm going to talk about. Um, especially when I have guests like, um, my guest Carrie that came on about the spiritual, um, her spiritual business, um, yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, she actually had me type up questions. So she was prepared. And so it kind of like went like that and she kind of took over and, it was a good episode because she like, especially when you said she just she answered all the questions like you didn't even have to ask her anything because she uh-huh. already knew what to say. Um, so you so so 
did you like that? Did you like having to prepare like the questions and send them ahead of time? Yes, I actually like that because it actually gives me something one to do. Two, mm-hmm. it gives me a deadline to have something done. Because if you mm-hmm. don't tell me to have something done, I'm probably going to wait until the day of or like <laughs> 10 minutes before or an hour before to do it. So if you tell me, if I ask you to be a guest on my show and you say, hey, if there's anything that you would like to know or any, like, or let me know the basis of what we'll be talking about or an outline of what we've been talking about and you tell me, hey, can you have it to me by, let's say we're going to do an episode on Monday. Let's say, hey, have it to me by Sunday even. That gives me something to do. So... Yeah. I like that. I like when people give me a deadline. Boom, bam. That's it. I like that. That's so funny because I'm like the opposite. So I've, I've done uh, almost 60 interviews for the podcast. And I've only had like a handful of people ask me for the questions ahead of time. And I, and like you said, it gives you something to do. So I'm like, oh, I got to get this to this person by this date. But I will say those handful of interviews where people want the questions ahead of time. Oh, it was so easy recording with them because like you, they're prepared. They're ready. Um so yeah, ours are a little bit more free-handed. Well, but I mean, I well, that's a lie. I have questions that I that I have, but I don't give it to the guest. Um, but the ones that, like you said, like they're prepared, they're just ready to spit it off because they, you know, they've gotten ready. So if you know that works for you and you like having that deadline and it keeps you, you know, accountable and ready, that make that a part of your process, you know, start, start, you know, getting your questions to the person, like make, go ahead and put that responsibility on yourself. Don't even let them ask you. Cause you know, that's what works best for you. Right. Of course. Unless that person doesn't like that either. Yeah. But uh-huh. yeah, it, it's easier for me. Um, and like you said, you write out and don't let the listener know. I mean, the mm-hmm. guests know, and I do yeah. that as well. Um, but I like to prepare myself because if I don't, I'm going to be waiting until the last minute because that's what I'm going to do unless unless somebody tells me otherwise. And it's not unless somebody tells me otherwise, um, but I'm structured. And so I kind of need that. And so I need to write it down or I need to have like a reminder um, I have a question for you, just as from podcast host to podcast host. Do you use like the same questions or you change it up depending on the guest? Oh, I, it's different depending on the guest. Yeah. I listen to some podcasts where I can tell they, they, they ask the same question. And I do that sometimes. There's certain questions where I do ask the same, but like it, it all depends on the guest. It can't be the exact same. And I think I, I think I like that vibe where it's just like it's catered to that guest, you know? Of course. Of course. That's what I do. Um, you know, everything is different each time because each topic is different. I'm um, like when I had Glenn on, he's about autism. And we also talked about some other things. I know you really like the episodes with Glenn. Um, I did. That's such a good for part one and part two. So good. I, I loved it. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, his questions were different. Um, Bria's questions were different and I had some more questions that I had to ask her, um, but I didn't have them written down. Um, but she was about cooking. And so, you know, of course I asked her like, what's her favorite meal? What is her favorite meal to make? You know, that was a good episode too. I enjoyed that episode. Oh, thank you. And, and, you know, um, but if they own a business, like, of course, those kind of questions are similar, like, you know, what is your business about? You know, how can I? And, oh, do you have a GoFundMe or anything for your business? Or are you guys just kind of, like, funding that so, from the ground up? Yeah, from the ground up. We have a Patreon. Do you know, Are you familiar with that? Yes. Yeah, so we have a Patreon. We only have two people. So it's not like we're making, you know, we only have two people right now. But we don't really market it as much. And that's our fault. We need to market it more and promote it more. But we have been able to get sponsors. So since we do interview business owners, they kind of, it kind of, it came to us. Like, you know, after one interview, somebody said, hey, do you have a sponsor for your podcast? 
And so then I said, I didn't know what to say because I wasn't ready for that. So I started preparing myself and I said, okay, well, we have a podcast, we have a platform where, you know, our listeners, our numbers are rising. We can do ads. We can do ads for local businesses here in Richmond. And that's been working. And so that, the you know, the money that we make through the sponsorships um, is allowed us to get, you know, more equipment. And it's allowed us to get a space where we can go and record out of when we, when we do some in-person episodes. And, um, so that's been a blessing, yeah. Okay. Well, put me on there because I'm trying to do my ads and it won't let me do ads. And I'm confused. Yeah, you mentioned that. That's something, yeah, we'll talk about that the next time we get the next time we chat. Because the, the most obvious ad that, you know, you should be having in there is the anchor ad, you know. And I don't even have that. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, definitely get your anchor ad set up. I, I think I really wish we would have started from the very beginning with the anchor ad because it it uh, accumulates based on how many listens you have. So sooner than later, you want to get that anchor ad on there, and it's not very much, but hey, every little bit, every little bit helps, right? Right, of course. So yeah, I'm just really, I'm really thankful that I found your podcast. I'm really enjoying it. And from this episode, I just want your listeners, well, first of all, I want them to know how dope podcasting is. So if they're listening, they already listen to podcasts and um, anything you, anything you can think of, there's a podcast on it. And just also know. is an excellent way to have a platform and to provide to the world to give back to the world and um i for me personally for this episode i wanted to talk about balance and all the hats that we wear and how our mental health has got to be at the forefront of everything that we do so y'all like i said um earlier you can't stop the waves but you can learn to surf so ride that wave and learn how to enjoy when it when the when the crash comes down and you feel that peace again. Hold on to that because it always comes back around. Oh, right now, I like that, Keisha. I really like right that. <laughs> I love that. That's a great way to go out because we are at fifty-two minutes. So we are going to go ahead and end this episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, Keisha, is there anything else that you would like to say? Yeah, um, go follow me on Instagram. That's my most used platform at Keisha underscore unafraid. K-E-I-S-H-A underscore unafraid. U-N-A-F-R-A-I-D. And then you can follow the Ground Up Podcast. And that's at the Ground Up Podcast on Instagram. Sounds good. Sounds good. And you guys, please follow my new TikTok at Mermaid Chew ls follow my new tiktok um follow um my instagram it is chew ls and then follow my mental health instagram it is mental health it's chew l mental health follow that and i believe that's it oh my twitter oh i had to change my twitter name because it actually wasn't coming up and i actually forgot what my twitter name is i think it's anime mermaid 92 i believe but i will check on that um and everything will be in the show notes right you yes it will be i it yes. will be i won't forget this time i hopefully i won't forget <laughs> all right you guys come back next week and hopefully um i will have a guest i don't have one yet but hopefully i will i hope you guys enjoy